going on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pal, Spaz Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check, and you don't see my pretty sexy face, so you know I'm not alone. Jake, we're at it again, buddy. We are indeed, and this time it's a continuation of where we left off the other day, leaving everybody in suspense for the real creme de la creme that is NXT. Yeah, I gotta say, like, you want to talk about continuation, like, how full is this weekend? It is a massive weekend all around. I am very, very... Not only intrigued in a lot of ways, but overly excited, honestly. Yeah. I haven't felt this way in quite some time. I mean, mainly it's the CM Punk yeah. uh, debut upcoming that has me buzzing because I just want to know how they're going to go about it. Yeah, just in general, like, I know a lot of people are talking about, a lot, a lot of people are saying the CM Punk thing specifically, but I almost feel like, regardless of, like, mentioning one specific thing, it really does feel like there's a genuine shift in the air, like... Whether you're talking about WWE shift. Oh my god. WWE, NXT, Impact, AEW. Like even like I say, WWE not always the greatest thing to talk about. NXT is kind of in a really bad spot right now, but like all four I'll say all four companies that I pay attention to anyway. Yeah. No, there is this this current shift going on. You're absolutely right. Everybody feels like they're doing something. Yeah, there there is absolutely this this shift happening though because everything is is currently um as you as you said adjusting mm. and honestly that's the truth i mean when you think about it, it you know who's gonna go ahead and and now tune into AEW that hasn't watched wrestling in years yeah how many punk fans are gonna come back how many people stopped watching when punk left and said well i don't want to do this anymore until now that he's back yep. i guarantee people will return to watching mm-hmm. And the thing is, though, like, you, you can't deny it. Like, Punk is the big, to- like, more than any pay-per-view that's happening this weekend, Punk is the big talking point this weekend, right? But we are getting into this strange place of that, uh, remember when he left, and there was this fake feeling of, like, oh my god, Punk's gone, what's gonna happen to wrestling? Yes. And it was like... Yeah, I'm a fan of Punk too. The guy is great. The guy shook a lot of shook a lot of trees, for lack of a better term, right? But the wrestling but, but world—he wasn't the be all end all. Yeah, the wrestling world did exist before him and did exist, after, and it feels like sort of the same way now. It's like, oh, now Punk's back. Now wrestling's good. I'm like, well, even me, who's critical of AEW, is going to say AEW is already on a pretty good roll. Yes, so it's been damn entertaining many times over without Punk. He's not a necessity, but he is a great ally in addition. I'll give them that. Like, the thing is, it got, huge, it got... I don't know how much of a draw he's going to be, but I'm, I'm certainly sure he will be a draw. What level he's a draw? No See, that's knows. the thing. I don't like. I don't think they're going to get... like The people that are already watching aren't going to get the sudden jump in numbers that I think is going to happen. I don't think it's going to necessarily draw in a whole bunch of new people. What it's going to do is it's going to double or triple the enjoyment of the people that they already have. And that's just as important, because you go, you can't, like, WWE, uh, my big criticism of them is, like, stop, like, sometimes you got to stop reaching for the fans you don't have, like, all the celebrity stuff, all the music stuff, all the whatever, stop reaching yeah, for the fans. trying to get Megan Thee Stallion for SummerSlam. Yeah. Stop trying to get the fans you don't DJ have and no show something, show something for the fans that you do have, or they're going to leave. Like, that's, that's, that's a thing, too, right? But, uh, no, if you do a quick rundown, right, like, or a rundown what I'm going to be talking about on this channel anyway, I've already done the preview for Emergence. Uh, people listening to this right now would have probably already seen that. We yeah. already did the preview for SummerSlam. 
people listening to this have probably already seen that. You're listening to this on Friday, guys. Saturday morning, you better believe I'm going to have a review up for Rampage. Sunday, I'm going to have an episode of uh, NXT Rewind for you leading up into NXT 36, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. I also may come up at some point and do something about the Summer Heat show that I'm going to because we got Josh Alexander versus Cody Deaner for the Destiny Championship. Check it off your Spaz Phoenix bucket list. <laughs> um, Why not, you know, mention it, you know. And you, there you, was the tease. There was the tease yes. of uh, Jay White showing up in Chicago as well. So we'll see. I, I don't know if that is going to happen, but it's fun. I mean, it's, a, it's at least getting people talking. I mean, they're shaking dicks with Impact and Jay White's been on Impact for the past few weeks. So yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's not impossible. It's just I don't know if they're going to go there right away. If, I wish he didn't appear on Impact, so it would have almost been like a even bigger deal. Had he not been on any United States. You know what? I don't mind it because because I'm I don't hate it. It's just people have people heard me say it a lot in my emergence preview. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend that Impact has this like great huge like impact. Pardon the pun, but like they are doing good shit. So there is a there is like that soft spot for me that like I hope they get a bigger crowd. I hope they get in a bigger building. I hope they can bring oh, I, in. A, I would like to see them, you know, pick yeah. up. I like to see everybody succeed better. But I mean, WWE is apparently open to being sold at this point in time, and doors always open, kind of thing. So we'll see what yeah. we're gonna get going forward. But and I mean, better Sasha Banks is gonna be on Rampage this week, taking on uh, Jade Cargill. I like one Ooh. of them. I like one of them. <laughs> and it's not Jade Cargill. A.K.A. Kira Hogan. Yo, I wouldn't mind. I'm just saying. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Now, I don't know whether that means that she's actually, like, moved to AEW, or is she just somebody that they're sending from Impact? I think it's just a temporary... They need thing. to have some crossover between Impact and AEW that's not just the super elite stuff. Like, my God, give me Deanna, yeah. give me champion versus champion, Deanna Perrazzo versus Britt Baker. We need some heels. We need some, yeah, there's a whole, we need, we definitely need some changes, you know, some, some. I mean, I may be a little bit biased, but let's do champion versus champion, Josh Alexander versus Rusev. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, in there's, the, in the, ways in, to pull things off. No, no doubt about it. In the words of Big E, let's start slapping some meat. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we got time constraints tonight, so well, we didn't get to mention it in the SummerSlam uh, preview, but I do want to mention it very, very quickly. Sure. Is that uh, you know Biggie doesn't have the Money in the Bank briefcase, so people are like, "Oh, Baron Corbin can cash in," and I know WWE kind of says "f you" to the fans a lot as far as you know precedence goes, but they set up a lot with the Miz last year getting the briefcase back because he went ahead and basically at that point in time. Can you imagine at the end of, at the end of the show Roman Reigns Roman Reigns beats John Cena in the main event and then gets cashed in on by Baron Corbin? Well, that, yeah, that was the thing. Is Roman Reigns that, eats the end of days and no, Baron Corbin walks out as champion. John Cena wins, so he gets the 17 time, and then he loses the title right away because of. Actually, yeah, because Baron didn't Corbin. didn't Cena fuck him out of his cash in? Yes. Yes. No, but, like, look at how much respect people have for the Roman Reigns character right now. The amount of heat, even though it's, like, heel-on-heel heel violence. Can you imagine, they, like... I don't think WWE would do it, but I see what you're saying. Oh, no, it would be a... a dirt, dirty-ass, dirty unshaved Baron Corbin with his messy shirt. 
<coughs> walking out with the Universal Championship. Exactly. You know what's I, just I, as disappointing as that, though? Takeover. Yeah. Takeover. Takeover is going to be great. <coughs> and possessions nine tenths of the law, we know. But they they literally had the Miz get the briefcase back because of you know the BS that happened there. Because oh, it was Morrison that cashed it in. Yeah. The Miz. So now they did, now they did the something. They did something to transition the the uh, what do you call it the possession of the briefcase to Miz. It was stupid. It was a court skit. But they but did they something. He didn't just walk away with it. Yeah, had to happen exactly. That's you know, my point. That's the Corbin, the Corbin, the Corbin thing's not going to happen. He's like, I could see it being something as simple as like we get a sketch at SummerSlam where Big E has to buy the briefcase back so that Corbin can buy himself a new shirt. And you know That's what? Not a bad idea, actually. It, it's not. It's relatively like th- there's nothing to that really. Like if you choose to not care about that, obviously choose to not care about that. But like that's harmless. Exactly. That's the, he, that's just holding any. The people could do that with anything. You can hold it for ransom. Exactly. Not just a briefcase. I, I mean, mean Ricochet could, could come along and steal your hat. Now. Anyways, that's how this whole thing started. So yeah, I mean, right away, I the only thing I really liked from NXT this week, as I was telling you, was the opening with Elia being there. I liked the way that they showcased him yet again. It was a hell of a match, and the, it was ac- fun. the accidental so. busting open never hurts. No, no, certainly not. And, it, do, it does well, make I mean, you worry, like, what's the <laughs> what's the status of Kushida? Because we know the plan at one point was to put Roderick Strong in the Cruiserweight Championship position. So it's sort of like, my enjoyment of it is kind of overshadowed by, like, hey, I hope this guy's okay. But yeah, no, the match was great. Neither, which I haven't as well. The two matches we're getting next week, nothing to do with Kushida as far as I've heard, so... Right. <laughs> Well, the thing is, uh, the breakout final, there's no reason they couldn't have done the breakout final as part of the pay-per-view. Because, like, you know what? It's still, like, small compared to what we knew a takeover to be. So, I don't want to say the show's inconsequential because there is some stuff, some good stuff to get out of it. But it's a small enough show that you could have done this, like, new guys tournament on the show. And it is the two people that I think we predicted to be in the finals, Carmelo Hayes and uh, Odyssey Jones. And... Might be sort of the lame answer. I like Carmelo Hayes, but I'm okay with like either I said, of these I like guys. Josh Briggs, but I knew he wasn't going to go far, yeah. sadly. Uh, like, I, keep, I, I keep hearing they have other plans with him, but God yeah. knows. Well, it looks like he might be a hired gun for L.A. Knight, which might be something. Which I think could be a good way for him to start as a heel, and then... Could be like an MJF there. Wardlow situation. Yeah. You know, it gets him an introduction, and then he can always turn on him, become a face, and that could be fun with the crowd. I hate to there say it because it sounds like I'm just being cliche, but like, look at Odyssey Jones, and imagine if Keith Lee was still in NXT. Oh, I know. But I mean, Carmelo Hayes, obviously, like before the breakout tournament was even announced, his first two matches were a Cruiserweight title open challenge and a match against Adam Cole. So, exactly. occasionally, NXT gets it right, and you can see where they're calling their shot on a guy, and I think they've already called their shot on this guy. I think he's... He's probably going to win and probably go after... Uh, I doubt that the winner of the breakout tournament is ever going to go for the world championship, because that's a bit much. But, yeah, like... But kind of... If they put the title... Like something important coming. If they put the title on, like, the North American title on Swerve, and... Carmelo Hayes is sort of like this cocky but still sort of babyface guy. Carmelo Hayes versus Swerve is a tasty match. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Swerve is great in general, no matter who you put him up against. So yeah. that could be something really 
interesting. Sort of leads know. us sort of leads us into the other match that we're getting next week, which I I thought we were going to get the singles match announced last minute for this card, and we're not. We're getting the, I did as well. We're getting the trios match, so all, <laughs> all the AEW fans can rip their cocks off. It's fine. Uh, but I do like I, normally, you know, six man tag trios, whatever you want to call it, pile of people matches is just sort of whatever. There is there is a charisma between these six guys. Oh yeah, and, definitely. And that was even though was, even though it was chopped up and edited to hell, their backstage brawl, their parking lot brawl on NXT, I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was one of the better things on the show. Oh, that I mean, it wasn't bad. No, it certainly certainly wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, best thing on the show, along with the Ilya Dragunov match. I mean, you didn't really have much to choose from. That's what I'm saying. There wasn't like anything. Amazing. Guys, if you're listening, my bias is still towards NXT. I don't want to be saying this shit. Oh, no, neither do I. I really, I want to enjoy NXT more than I have been, but I just haven't been. I don't really even know specifically why it's not clicking. I mean, I know little things here and there, but all in all, I'm, I'm kind of baffled as to why it's not working the way it usually does. I think there is there is an element of, because we do the content, and because, like, I'm not, I'm not part of the newsreel, per se. Like, I'm not... Uh, I don't do as much like what you and Joe do and what, uh, yeah, you know, what culture and good, good mic work and all that do. But because we know so, so much of what we so much of what we think of the show is affected by what happens behind the scenes. Like if I didn't watch Raw, I'd be excited about Cross and Joe. And we're going to get to that when we get to it. Right. If um, I if I I, I, I wouldn't be because I, I saw him lose on TV and that that would set me. Well, this is, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, if I didn't watch Raw, like, if I only watched the kayfabe oh, of NXT. Oh, if you only watched NXT. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Got you. I misunderstood. Okay. Like, if we if COVID wasn't a thing, then we wouldn't be really, really tense every time somebody doesn't show up and they don't say why. Yeah. Um, if we weren't paying attention backstage, we wouldn't know that we had just lost three more people. We wouldn't know that, you know, Roderick Strong and his group just lost this guy that was supposed to be his... His even without the backstage politics, I think a lot of it is just the lack of the overall characters right now. Everyone feels same old, same old. No one's like an overall face or heel. They're just kind of there. Like someone is a heel or they are a baby face, but they're not like an exemplary version of either. They're all kind of tweeners, which makes everyone a little less interesting. You know what's not awesome, though? has a lot of motivation like they used to. You know what is awesome, though, is because of that, because what you said is absolutely right. Out of everybody on the show, week to week to week, that's why MSK sticks out. Yeah, and and they, but they used to have that. I feel with the entire roster, is where every yeah. tag team and unit and combination was unique. Now I feel like things are kind of sameish. Like the style of wrestling feels. The thing, very the thing about it as well, though, is finishes is, um, and I think this goes back to like the you know the overpushed John Cena mentality. Is it's hard to boo the heels and cheer the faces when the heels are more interesting like yeah if you okay like the the title pitch the title the title match is a mess but you've said it before you've told me about being there live for shows like yeah at times adam cole is the biggest heel in the brand but who's booing adam cole so it's not it's not that they don't have like sometimes it's not that they don't have heels and faces it's just that the heels are also awesome well, no, but I'm saying that's so few and far between. He's yeah. kind of it at this point in time as far as, like, really standout heels. Cross was decent, but they kind of neutered him a little bit, unfortunately. Not entirely, but it still did ruin some of that. 
Cole's another great example, though, Foster. because of, of the backstage politics, or not politics per se, but the backstage news and whatever. Issues. Yeah. Like, if we didn't no, know, no if we didn't know that he was operating on a handshake contract and he might be leaving WWE or he might be going to the main roster or he might be, you know, going to be a cauliflower farmer in Texas, yeah, like or a Twitch streamer or or something like that. Yeah, like if now we might be bored because it's a match we've seen before, but we wouldn't have all these other things. Like hampering down the match, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I, I get exactly what you're going for. So let's speak. Let's but let's let's start off with the match. Is, oh, Sorry. A lot ahead. of it for me. No, no, no. Last thing here before we get to the predictions. A lot of it for me, honestly, is like I said, they just they don't have that refresh going on. You know, when we had all these great feuds, and then be like, oh my God, we just got Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Now Finn Balor goes up, and then Samoa Joe goes up after Kevin Owens just went up. Like, and and they were doing stuff with these people on the main roster as well. Granted. So that was also better for the people in NXT. They didn't really get completely ruined most of the times. They were but I'll, but I'll, tell, I'll tell you where you get a cycle there, though. It's because we get all these characters that we like in NXT that, for the most part, were handled properly. And then this this idea kind of grew that NXT was the quote-unquote good show. Yeah, Raw, Raw sucked, SmackDown sucked, NXT was the good show. So that slowly translates into, well, we don't want our favorites to go be ruined on the main roster. So well, because they started to ruin them on the main roster, so it became justified as well. Right. So, but like you know, we always say that WWE doesn't listen to what we say. They do listen. No, they just but they, they just, stopped refreshing. They stopped. Yeah. They don't care. They do listen. They do listen. But they they just don't care. Refreshing. But if they if, but if they hear us say, well, we don't want anybody going up, and then you've got wrestlers saying like, hey, look at this, I really don't want to go up. Like you get a stopgap at the top of the NXT brand where it should be the the filter to something better. Now, and that would mean... such a standstill right now that they literally, they, they don't have ideas and they're not able to work in unison and therefore yeah. they're not pulling people up like they were before. NXT before had people coming up in regular intervals yeah. and, you know, it worked out to keep the top guy always someone different, top girl, whoever, you know, top person. There was, there was always somebody different and it was forever interchanging. Now, but now here's the thing though, part of the popularity... Before AEW came around and people were acknowledging how great NXT was, NXT, a lot of its popularity, and this is not necessarily a great thing, is they were the good show in a bad company. That's what made them stick out, right? Yeah. Now, also, we don't want anybody to move up because Raw and SmackDown are going to ruin them. Now, if you make Raw and SmackDown decent so that we are comfortable that those characters are going to come along okay, means that Raw and SmackDown are now doing what we want them to do too. So if Raw and SmackDown aren't so bad anymore, NXT loses its identity as, hey, we are, you know, in quotes, good the, good, the good show. So it's it does kind of go... I'm not defending WWE. Please don't get me no. wrong. But it does... The, lo the, log the logic does go a bit circular. And you know what else goes circular? A toilet. And you know where, what what should go in a toilet? The Grimes versus Night feud. See, I, I I think I said I, this before I the last pay per view. This is piss, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just gotten worse for me. And some people are like, oh, this is great now that uh, you know the stipulation, because if Grimes loses, DiBiase has to become Knight's Butler. So everyone's thinking that Grimes isn't going to lose, but I think they are going to have Grimes lose, just because I think DiBiase as a Butler is going to be funny. And I don't think they're done with this yet. I think they want to. They want to keep care. going. I don't care either, don't but care. for prediction's sake, I really think that's their intention here. To go back on everything I just said, I think Grimes could flourish on the main roster. 
Yeah, like as much as as much as he's not for me, he's more superstar than wrestler. Like he could be like a like a Baron Corbin, Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman, and that's kind of the thing. Yeah, but I I I pitched you my idea earlier that he could go up to SmackDown and buy Baron Corbin's contract because Baron Corbin's broke, and they they become the tag team of the sad poor guy and the sad rich guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I. I don't care, man. What I want to happen, I want Grimes to win. I want him to get the million-dollar title back. I want him to present that title back to Ted DiBiase respectfully. Ted DiBiase goes off into the sunset with the belt. We take that off of the nobody's ready for this yet. Or just, you like, know, I never should have brought this back. Like, this is a relic from yeah. a foregone era, whatever. He goes off into the distance, put Grimes on SmackDown, let LA Knight try to do something else on NXT, maybe yeah, with Josh Briggs. I like Briggs. It for them having something to fight over, and I know you have as well, but I don't want it to be a mainstay, defendable title. I, yeah, that's the thing. When, when this first started, I was okay with it in the early going, because... I hate to make this comparison, but the friggin' Braun Strowman green strap Saudi Arabia title that he won after the Battle Royal, right? That yeah, was presented crazy. to him. No, but it was presented to him specifically on that night and never mentioned yes. again. This, exactly. They could have like given this belt. They could have given this belt to Grimes. It would have been a nice feel-good nostalgia thing. Maybe he hangs it up in the back of his locker room, so if he's cutting a promo, you can kind of see it there. But it's not at the forefront of the store. I would have been cool. Like let it become part of his furniture. If that makes sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And but, I mean... Been, like, when he talks in the back, it's in his locker room, or... But, like like I say, put Grimes on SmackDown. I think that's... An, well, I can't be a... stand the FTW title, because originally oh. it was just a decent prop, but now it's become ridiculous. Oh. I really want to like Brian Cage. I really do. But, like... They don't make it easy. No, sure. they don't. And as so, I say, who going to win this match before I get us off on too much of a tangent? I think I think Cameron Grimes is going to lose, believe it or not. I know that sounds crazy, but I think because if of he the loses, the story has to continue. That's exactly it. And I think because the story now this. becomes he's out as the butler, or Ted DiBiase's in as the butler. He's defending this legend. Is he out as the butler, or are they both butlers? No, because um, he said when he when they cut the promo setting the match, he says when I beat you again, you won't be my butler. He will. Okay, okay, that's what I thought, but... I think the undertone of it is supposed to be that L.A. Knight Knight likes the fact that he won and likes the fact that he got to embarrass Grimes, but Grimes was having fun and actually annoying him, so, like, he wanted to fire him without saying, okay, you're free. Yeah, I, Um, I, I get that, so... But I just... I want it to be Grimes, because I think if it's Grimes, then the story will be over. Uh, as I say, put Grimes on SmackDown, get rid of Ted DiBiase. If LA Knight's going to go around with, uh, Josh Briggs as a heater, I think that's a half-decent idea. Yeah. That's about it. That's better than Uh, what we've got, though, currently happening, so I'm, I'm all for it, honestly. Let's go for something I'm a lot more interested in and could sink my teeth into a lot more. Walter Dragunov, too. Uh, These guys are going to kill each other. As I said, the most violent match I've ever seen without using weapons. I've I've actually stolen that quote from you quite a bit. (laughs) It's so true. It is. And it's it's so it's so bizarre that the weird thing about this match is that it's going to have a crowd this time. I know. Like, I'm, imagine I'm saying that five years ago. Rematch, having a crowd. Because the first one didn't, it's like, where can they go from there? I you think, but, like, I th- it makes me wonder if it's going to be, like, held back a little bit, though. Because NXT UK, so. there was nobody in the live audience, and I, they know that their viewership is pretty low. 
so not very many eyes are on them, so they could basically go in there and kill each other. I think with more eyes on the WWE Network on a pay-per-view stage with a crowd in the audience, I think they might... I don't think the match is going to be bad by any stretch of the imagination. But I, I do I think, think... People know what they got from the first one, and that's what they're expecting, and NXT is going to deliver on that. And they've given us violent matches before with war games and other that's things. That's true. Like so that's true. I think, I think we will get this same type of match. I think we're going to see a lot of the first one, but it's going to be much more intense now. Yeah. I don't know if it'll have the same intensity, but it's going to be intense on a different level because of them. I don't know. I, I think there's like back, going back going back to your quote though about it being the most violent we- uh, match you've seen without weapons. I think there's a big difference between okay, it's a cage match. You expect somebody to get busted open because there's a cage, because there's weapons, because of what. I think there's a there's a visceral difference between oh, that and oh, a chair shot that splits somebody open. Okay, cool. No, I just hit you with my hands until yeah. you bled. Like I, there's I a huge difference there. Open. Yeah. I beat you within an inch of your life, literally. I Brock Lesnar. I Brock Lesnar. Randy Orton's food. forehead. Um, here's the thing, right? I don't know, and I remember Dragunov briefly from before, like the world went away, like in the before time, in the long, long ago. I like long, him. Like long ago. he's 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 a he's a you know very very erratic, fun guy, easy guy. To, watch his entrance. Like, how he's, like, ten times extra with his entrance music and everything. Um, he just has a ton of personality, charisma, all of it. It's it's great. There's a part of me that wants him to pull it out, you know? Like, oh, oh, me too. I, I would love to see him topple Walter, honestly, because Walter's had the title for so long at this point. Yeah. And It also like, makes what? me wish they were in front of a bigger audience. How many days at this point in time has Walter been champion? Oh, it's like 600 and something, I think. Uh, yeah, it's it's up there, so... Like, you remember when uh, when the UK brand was first getting up off the ground, and they put Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne on the regular NXT TakeOver, and it won... T- the guys from NXT UK won the NXT Match of the Year. And people got into it. Like, they, they could absorb that it was, like, a different style of wrestling, but, like, it doesn't take that much. Because the, the UK... Or the NXT UK style, it's just more painful looking. Yeah, it's absolutely. it's like you say. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to pull a recent example that's not really gonna work. But like, imagine Jericho Gage, but without weapons. Yeah. Like that wouldn't have worked because of the lack of weapon. You know. That no, but I'm saying like what they're doing is Jericho is Gage that, without weapons. Yeah, but with weapons. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no their doubt. hands are the saying, weapons. Like, I don't know if they could have pulled off something as violent as they did without the weapons. You that's, know? True. That's, the... that's true. That's um, true. As where these two. Have I mean, what's his name from? Uh, what's his name from FTR managed to rip his entire arm open after a regular match. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I could do without that man. And you know, Miller or, or Dax. Da- it's Dax. Yeah. One of the two. Either we way, had the conversation yeah. a long time ago about how I feel about them using, like, real-life x-rays and stuff like that to add to the story, whatever, how I think it's a bit uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. I did not need the slow motion of that ring pin, whatever it was, pulling his skin out. Yeah, I'm that just... was certainly quite unsightly. You know, that was uh, a bit hard like, to handle. I will say, like, I, 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 it's hard for me to it's hard for me to side with WWE on much, but they would have done their way to film around that and i'm okay yeah, with i that. don't think they would have shown that because that was on them basically if that makes yeah. sense yeah i, I just that think that's like bad. it was their ring you, not being yeah. covered that led you to want you want to say 
and I know the popular opinion is, hey, you know, include anything from your personal life as long as the wrestler is okay with it. But there's another level of I didn't need to see that. Exactly. And I don't know how we I got get it. See, I don't mind. I also don't need to do. see pictures of Big Show's bare ass. That and him having all those surgeries. All the hips and, and... yeah, yeah. That's just because it's where you go from two guys yelling at each other and being super intense to feeling just really sad about one of them. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Do you want that? Do you want to deal with that? And is that what they're really trying to go yeah. for? Anyways, by uh, bringing it back to the match, though, my one overlaying thought about all this is there's been rumors that they're going to fold NXT UK into regular NXT. And, yeah, we have, we and Walters this, and they were going to have people let go from NXT UK. We've been hearing that for quite some time now. I mean, I don't think they'd necessarily want to let him go. He's a big superstar and a big attraction, but Walter, Walter has said he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to be in the U.S. full time, right? Like so he, he came and he did the team, one. He so. did. He came and he did the thing with Champa, and then he went back. Yeah, and but, then he got um, pinned at Survivor Series, you know. Yeah. Well, that was that was stupid. But um, that was another, you know, freaking. <laughs> how many times have we seen that wonderful booking come to light? But but I mean, just I don't know. There's like such a weird erratic energy from uh, from Ilya Dragunov. Uh, oh, absolutely. I, I know. I know. I know it's my default. I know it's my default AEW answer. But if you were going to do crossover, Ilya Dragunov versus Darby Allen. <laughs> That's the thing. Darby Allen's like one of the main real stars they have, no yep. doubt. So, and they do I recognize that. I'll give them credit for that. Oh, they they give him his due, no doubt. I mean, while they're while they're drowning him in amongst the uh, the uh, former WWE guys, but uh, <laughs> no. Oh my god, get the ass kicked. Oh my god. When when so does Mark I, Henry when, when, is, when does Mark Henry have a match? I'm just asking. When does Mark Henry get up it's from the coming comments? after Big Show? Oh my lord. I okay, let me tell you. I'm really looking forward to All Out. Sorry, they, we're we're diverting to AEW. I'm really looking forward to All Out, right? I could not give a rat lizard fuck about anything involving QT Marshall. Or the big show. And see, QT Marshall, I do enjoy. He is a fun See, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more on the other side of it. Like, I, there's a little bit of me that's curious. Like, big show without the WWE handcuffs on, I want to see what that looks like. QT Marshall can fuck I want, I off. I want to see how big show can operate after all these surgeries. Well, no, that's true, too. But, like, there's the, there is the element, and we see it with, with Moxley. Moxley's the main example. But, like, take off the WWE handcuffs, and everybody's turned up to 11. We see it briefly now with Aleister Black. Uh, took a while to get there, but Miro now is killing everybody. Big Show could be a killer if they booked him, if they use him sparingly. But goddamn, I don't care about QT Marshall, like at all. I'm venturing into See that what because uh, wh where have you seen him, or what has he been introduced to you as? You know, that's the problem. Cody's buddy. Exactly. He's and introduced as the guy it. that's Cody's buddy. It's I I go back to the old example all the time. Kane was an awesome character in WWE, but he never got over the fact that he was Undertaker's little brother. Exactly. You couldn't like they they mirrored his image after him a little bit. All the finishers were the same. The the mannerisms. I mean, later on he did comedy stuff with Daniel Bryan that like made me just not give a shit. But like I, but I, I couldn't totally get what you're saying. I couldn't it's... care. Like he is at whatever age he is, he's the little kid that wants to hang out with his big brother and their friends. Like that's what I think every time I see him in a match, every time I see him yeah? in a promo. No, you're right. I just ah, and you know what? You know what sucks in real life? The guy's probably a great guy. 
Because oh, like before they turned before they turned him heel, like they did the they did the little vi- the little biography piece on him and and whatever and Cody and everybody had high things to say about what he did backstage and all that sort of thing. So the, here's a guy that probably wouldn't have done what he's doing now anywhere else, and he's gotten to do it now. I'm not a cold bastard. I'm happy for him in that regard. It doesn't mean I have to care. Exactly. It's no, like John Cena at the height of the John Cena push, right? Oh, he's, he's done all these make-a-wishes. He does all this charity. He does all this outreach. Yes, he's a great guy. I would probably, if you gave me the opportunity, I would jump at the opportunity to sit at a bar and, and, ha- and have a brain, yeah. and ha- no, no, just have a couple drinks with John Cena, whether I get to pick his brain or not. Just shoot shoot the shit about anything. I wouldn't I wouldn't miss that chance for the world. Doesn't mean I want to see him on my TV. And at a very smaller level, QT Marshall is there right now. And I'm just like, God damn. And the problem with that is, if I don't care about you, I don't care about the other underlings that are coming to back you up. I just don't. Anyways, we're we're sort of tiptoeing on what I'm going to have to record with Guapo eventually when All Out comes around. Because this show, is it it encourages me to talk about other things. Kai versus Gonzalez, though. This will be good. Dakota Kai. It's going to be an excellent match. I, I don't see how this, this isn't going to be an excellent match. But, see, this is one of the times where, as you were explaining before, where backstage stuff kind of gets in the way. You know, Seeing that win. Dakota Kai has been on main event and they want her on the main roster. It makes As a wonder, baby face. Yeah. What are they going to do, you know, with her in NXT? Probably not much more. So do they send her the main roster? Probably after he. I don't get how she's the one going up. Gonzalez has had a good run. Like, yeah. you could put Gonzalez up on the... I wouldn't mind, and I'm not saying... Does Dakota Kai not get the women's title? Just like Candice LeRae, now we'll never probably see it because... Just like Shotzi, just like Alexa Bliss, just like Nikki Cross, just yep. like all these people, right? But, like, think of... Like, there's... If if I want to stand up for the main roster, which I don't really want to do, look how much you could do with Gonzalez. Put Gonzalez up against Flair. Like, you could help hide whatever Gonzalez is missing with that. You could have another round of Gonzalez versus Ripley. Gonzalez could be the first big, like, speed bump for a returning Becky Lynch. You could have Gonzalez versus Baszler and show what badasses both of them are. There's not as much for Dakota Kai to do. And as you say, Dakota Kai hasn't had a chance to be the champion yet. And, I'm sorry, all due respect to Gonzalez, Dakota Kai is the much more interesting character. Oh, absolutely. She's and they're going to had... strangle that out of her on the main roster. King Kicks was, you know, Dakota Kai. Massive. And, I mean, the other thing is, even if Dakota Kai does win, they've shown with Carrie and Cross that that doesn't matter anymore. They'll go, they'll send her to the main roster as a babyface with the NXT championship that she won as a heel, and then she'll come back on NXT as a heel talking shit about Raquel Gonzalez. <laughs> oh, my I mean, God. It's a laugh, no, at this point? Like, because if not, you're going to go insane. I'm going to cry. Exactly. I mean, there's I okay. Here, here it is, guys. You guys know where my biases have been for a long. For anybody listening, for anybody that thinks I'm totally just using this pay per view as an excuse to rant, I kind of am, and Jake's along for the ride. You guys know that are listening out there where my biases lie. I'm reviewing Rampage this week. I'm not reviewing NXT this week. Probably for the second week in a row now. What does that tell you? I am, no I am still, even with my bias towards NXT, I would rather talk about Rampage this Friday. Or, sorry, I should yeah. say today when this goes out. I get your point. I, no, exactly. I, I, I just, there's so much, like, it's beyond, like, I don't want people to go up to the main roster. It's now gotten to the point where they're not, they're intentionally not taking the ones 
that would work on the main roster. Cameron exactly. Grimes. And that's, and Cameron Grimes. Gonzalez. Um, not that he would stay because he wants to stay closer to home, but imagine Walter on the main roster if they didn't fuck oh, him up. Oh, I know. If Cut. they didn't mess, if they if they did it right by all these people, at least if, or at least if they had the same um, the same pedigree or background that they have in NXT, basically if they came up the same. Imagine, imagine the what culture office if they got to say that Michael Hamlet was walking out there on Monday Night Raw <laughs> every week. <laughs> had to get it. A big shout out to Michael Hamlet because he's not Michael Sidgwick. Anyways. Um, yeah, sadness, utter inner sadness tells us that Gonzalez is winning this, and we move on. I'm going to go on, because we got the title match to talk about last, I'm going to go on to the match that I'm really looking forward to, but I know everybody else isn't, and I understand why not, but it hasn't run its course yet for me, I could still go another round, uh, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, the alt, the um, undisputed finale. Yeah, I'm looking it's forward just to the this. booking feels so backwards. You have I don't to... care, man. It's no, I know. Those... I just I see. I don't have an interest in this because what are the stakes? Yep. And then oh, this is also again. I said not so much an issue before, but but after the fact, I think about it, and then I'm like, well, where does anyone stand going forward? You know, and it's like, what? So it doesn't really matter what they do with them because NXT just doesn't feel like. You know, they they care about these two. Yep. They're gonna rush them out there, and then what? Adam Cole's probably either leaving or going to the main roster. There's there's no yep. NXT future for him, so it's silly for him to win here, but I have a hard time picturing him losing. Yeah. It's one of those ones for me, and this is, you know, why other not not yourself obviously because you clearly are still putting up with me, but people on socials etc like will have a, a frustrating time talking to me because occasionally there will be a match like this where I will sit and listen to everybody's criticism about it and say, okay, you're right about that, you're right about that, you're right about that, you're right about that, but I'm still I'm still going to love it. I, this is a match that I'm going to watch in a bubble. Like, I'm not going to think about what's happening before it, because what's come before it is pretty much nothing. What's yeah. coming yeah. after it is way beyond what I can predict at this point. The mat, yeah. But, like, just the combination, just the combination of these two guys is, is I don't I don't know. If Rampage ends on Friday night with CM Punk coming out and him getting cut off by Daniel Bryan and th- both of them saying, we want a match right here, right now to end off Rampage, we're not going to tell you why we just want to fight, <laughs> nobody would complain. Happen. No one would complain. No one would complain, right? right? And I'm not saying that this is on that level. Please don't mistake me, right? But, like, no. you put Get Cole and Kyle in, in the ring and they're just good. They just work. They did the... Oh, they absolutely are going to give us a great match. I just wish there was more of a compelling reason to want to root for either one of them at this point in time because we've already seen their traditional wrestling match. We've already seen their street fight. They damn near killed each other first with the street fight, so that's why it feels backwards. Had they never had that street fight, they just had the traditional match, I think I'd be more interested. Either way, if they didn't have one of the two matches, but especially the way that street fight ended, you know, it, that felt so definitive. And see, so, you know what, people people, people say that, right? Club. And I and I agreed with it at first. Like, why would you do the street fight first and then and then have, like, the quote-unquote regular match? And for me, it kind of mirrored the, I'm going to take it back to AEW again, but the MJF uh, Five Labors of Jericho. Like, oh, why did we do Gage so early and then go back into these regular things, right? But there is a, if you want to look for it, I think there's a logic you can go with, right? Because 
initially Cole and O'Reilly, like they burst, they burst at the seams, the brothers are fighting or whatever, and they wanted to kill each other because that's what the aggression was, that's what the betrayal was and whatever, and they didn't care about winning, they didn't care about losing, they wanted to kill each other, they got that aggression out, and once they got that aggression out, you know when you sort of like, you suck it up and you get ready for that second round, okay, now I've beaten the shit out of you, I'm going to put the icing on the cake by proving I'm better than you. I think psychologically you can tell that story, right? Same as the MGF Jericho stuff was great. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of forgetting that the first match was the match with Spears because that just was what it was. And everybody was like, oh, why would you do the gauge match so early and then go into these regular matches? Because he has to do all these regular quote-unquote matches with carrying the damage of that gauge match. And I think that like the people that are... And it's not to insult anybody. Obviously, everybody's going to take in wrestling as they do, right? But to say automatically, well, you, you do the normal one first and then you do this, it, it depends how you tell the story and it depends how you receive the story. And I think the two of them absolutely killing each other and then coming back to then see who's actually legitimately better, I think there's a cool psychological story to tell there. And that might not be for everybody. That type of story might not be for everybody, but that's largely how I received it. Yeah. I, I could see that. I mean, it just it doesn't have me as attention grabbing as it once was. I think that Adam Cole wins here, though. I do. For too. some reason, it makes more sense for O'Reilly to win, honestly. But for some reason, I think they're going to give it to Adam Cole just because it's Adam Cole, and I I don't see why they wouldn't want to put him over if it is if even if he's on his way out, no matter what, with all he's done, can't say he doesn't deserve it. I will say, even if he is leaving, if you're WWE slash NXT and you know what you have on your hands at all, let him go out on a high note so that there is a chance that one day you guys can can all come back to the table without hostility. Yeah, um, absolutely. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying kiss his ass on the way out, but let him let him leave in a positive way now the other thing i will say and treat him like shit as you do with other legends and wonder why they don't want to come back at all in the future don't have bray wyatt's last appearance be on a firefly funhouse segment i will say the other thing that kind of makes me a little bit biased towards this match is the last time we got the regular match street fight cage match was at takeover toronto 2 and i was there so (laughs) a little bit of bias on my part i'm not gonna lie uh uh, that's fair though i wouldn't Honestly, I wouldn't mind Kyle winning, but I don't think it's happening. And, uh, I don't think so either. Basically, yeah. the main event that is just a little bit of leftover admin, which is Joe handing or Joe getting handed the title by Cross. Pretty much. I, I, I mean, don't is there have any anything other way to, say. to have this happen. I... The I'm only way on. that that doesn't happen, and it doesn't make any sense at all. The only way you keep that title on cross is if the people writing Raw are dumb enough to think that having that belt over his shoulder means he can step up to Bobby Lashley. And, like, have the entirely fake idea of, like, a champion versus champion match. No, see, they don't give two shits about the NXT title. It's true. They did exactly once. The reason why they haven't been using Scarlett, apparently, is because she's not medically cleared. It's not said as to why, but there's an issue with her not being medically cleared. Yeah, but they weren't even using her for his entrance when he debuted on main event. And those yep. co- those corresponding NXTs still had Scarlet. So, yep. No, I'm just letting you know yeah. that that's apparently part of the reason as to why. Part of. No, for sure. 
Um, sorry, I like, just cut you off right there, but like, no, no, even I'm... even when they were still using her on X on NXT, they weren't using her in the main event. So I don't exactly. That's I my don't argument if if that, that's but... tr- even if that's true now that she's not covered and or that she's not cleared rather, and that's the reason that they're using now. I can't buy it because it wasn't true before. Exactly. And he's just unless their plans with her on the main roster has always been for her to be physical. I was going to say, like, I haven't seen her anywhere else because my knowledge on her is pretty limited, as it was on Karrion Cross before he came into NXT. Was she an, an individual competitor before NXT? Uh, the only thing I ever remember from her was her doing lap dances at Impact. Like, honestly, not to sound oh my. chauvinistic, but that that's really the only thing that I ever genuinely saw from her, okay. unfortunately. I don't remember seeing any matches. No, because if they are going to separate them with the purpose of, like, letting her be an entity unto herself, I can't shit on that. Like, um, you know, people might not have the nicest things to say about Zelina Vega, per se, sometimes. You know, asshole from New York has his his opinions. But, like... And the funny part is, you know, she even admitted that she, she only reason she went back was so she could spend more time with her husband. She didn't know, obviously, her husband was going to get canned. Yeah, that's true. But look, you know, like, think about said it, that she went back because she thought her husband, you know, was still going to be working there, so she didn't want to go into another company and not be with her husband. And then she signed the contract, and they also promised her a lot of things as well. They said that, oh, you'll, you're going to get money in the bank and that kind of stuff. And then they beat her on her debut. They beat the shit out of her everywhere else, and she basically walked away with nothing. So. Yeah, but I'm just saying, think about this as well, is because initially they saw her as a valet, right? When she wasn't managing Andrade, she was uh, managing Angel Garza and Austin Theory and that whole group of people that, like, randomly changed every now and then. Now, don't get me wrong. As an advocate, as that valet role, she's great. The people that thought she was going to impact and was going to continue that with Andrade, if she had chosen to do that, that would have been great. But if she has the opportunity to break away and show that she herself can also be a talent, use those same mic skills to get herself over, why would you not? Exactly. Why would you not want to try that? I, I still go back to, and I mean, you guys all know what I think about Bianca Belair, but you go back to Worlds Collide a couple years ago. There is an amazing triple threat match between her, Bianca Belair, and Piper Niven, who's now Dewdrop. Like, you wouldn't think this of any of the three women. Like, Bianca Belair has become the obnoxious cartoon character that she is. Dewdrop is in the weird role that she's in now. Zelina Vega just came back and is starting to do stuff. They're wasting her with Sasha Banks, but I don't really want to talk about it. Um, But, but like, why would you... It sucks that everybody else that she was managing had to leave before they would let her be a wrestler. Like, that's, like... WWE shady for that. I, I I got nothing for Cross and Joe. If, I have nothing interesting because I just genuinely feel like it's going to be. And it should be uh, awesome because Joe coming match. back to and Joe coming back to uh, Cross is ruined, right? But like not ruined. I don't want to be over dramatic, but Cross is going to be whatever Less he's going to be. Less interesting than he was before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if they build him up again on the main roster, like that always could, in in quotes, could happen. Oh, but it I could mean, happen. But you I mean, can, you can. But I mean, in the can in the canon of NXT. In strictly in the canon of NXT, Samoa Joe returning to get his hands back on the NXT Championship should be huge. Oh, it should be the biggest story ever. Like, as much as I'm a fan of Balor, this should be bigger than Balor's return. 
it should be. I just, I don't know. I'll, I'll be happy um, to see Joe as champion. I, I, I'm excited that Samoa Joe is going to be fighting again. Like, it's yeah. cool that he'll be champ, and I like the idea I love of the it. way that, but like, he, he's... I mean, what if he doesn't win? It could happen, but I just highly doubt it at this point. They turned the NXT championship into a mid-card title on Raw. Ugh. Oh, my God. Vince has done worse. Don't be surprised. I know. I know. But, uh, no, have you seen all the memes that are predicting how long it's going to be till Karrion Cross is the 24-7 champion? <laughs> That's it's fucking terrible. But, like, I love Samoa... Like, Samoa Joe hasn't lost any of his aura. Even being a competitor on the main roster, even spending some time in commentary where he was basically a different person, even getting oh, let go and coming back... still seems like a badass. He's got that way of saying, like, non-menacing things and making them sound menacing. Like, every time he refers to Karrion Cross, like, when he's telling him to watch out, telling him to be careful, it's always, be careful, young champion. And I'm just like, it's not quite condescending, it's not quite a threat, but it's just like, I'm here, you're here. I'm going to take that belt from you on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so, like... It's it's the more calm, subdued, psychotic version of Hey Wendy. <laughs> oh, One of my we, favorite moments. I I don't want to be this bummed about a takeover. Like I'm Jake, trying not to fuck? be, but it's just I don't have the energy I usually do or the excitement. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah, I I've pretty much said like I I'm the last person that's gonna shit on NXT, but like they got to do something, and so much of it is not. NXT, it's what the outside forces are doing to NXT. I try to keep that in mind, but goddamn guys, I'm reviewing Rampage. That's like, there's nothing else for me to say. No, that's it. That's the truth. Anyways, you gotta go. So quickly, tell people where to find you. You can find me right here on the Spaz Phoenix Show. That's right. And then you can also find me on Twitter at Countdown Ended. And after most WWE shows, every WWE pay-per-view and AEW pay-per-view, as well as AEW shows on the Joe Cronin Show. All right, and you guys know where to find me or you wouldn't be here. I've been Spaz. He's been Jake. We are your YWC Reality Check. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you. But for right now, I am tagging out. Bye, guys.